0: Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to the Content Collective podcast. I'm Lauren, I'm a stylist, wedding planner, and content creator, and I'm all about creating a life worth living. I'm a mummer of two that launched a wedding planning business and grew to success from making my brand visible to the right people online, becoming the number one UK wedding planner on YouTube. In this series, I will turn your passion to profit through teaching you how to style your brand visible. We will tackle everything from pivoting in your career and following your passion, how to show up when the odds feel stacked against you, how to nail that social media strategy and literally everything in between. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll know I'm a big fan of positive quotes, high street fashion and talking straight. You can expect some frank discussions about business, marketing, mindset, plus some amazing guest speakers to share their knowledge and inspiring stories. Well, hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to another episode of the Content Collective podcast. This week's guest is one half of a pandemic-born business, that's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it, that have risen to success from using Instagram, working with the likes of well-known brands such as Pret, Alice Living, Leon, and Never Fully Dressed, as well as, as you can hear, amazing influencers, because I mentioned Alice Living. These guys are content creators and they go by the name of Edit by PS so I am very excited to introduce you to Phoebe, one half of this amazing content creation duo. Hi Phoebe, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I got, my, I got myself very tongue twisted there in that intro. <laughs> lots of big words, lots of big words. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited to chat to you today, chat about how your business was born and what it is that you guys do. So I guess the best place to start is how did your business come about? Tell us more about that. So edits
1: was started, well basically to explain it in a bit of a longer way, so I started off in events, that's what my a career was before COVID. And then Searsha worked in the film industry and we were both freelance. And so when the pandemic hit, we obviously both lost all of our work, which to begin with we were okay with. We were like, Do you know what? It's only a certain amount of time. And then kind of six months later we were like, mmm. We probably should start doing something now because the world doesn't seem to be going back to normal. Um, So, I started helping out some local businesses back in Sussex, where my parents are, who didn't have Instagram, didn't have websites, they didn't really know kind of what they needed to do to get themselves online. Um, So, I just helped them out with their Instagram accounts. And Reels came about just because obviously Instagram was trying to keep up with TikTok. And I had a crack at my first reel and I said to Sia, I was like, can you be my model? I'm going to put some clothes on you. We're going to try these transitions and see what happens. And to this day, I think our first reel we ever made is actually one of my favorite ones. Our transitions were so seamless and we couldn't quite believe it. I think I've watched that video over a thousand times. Like it was so good. (laughs) Um, So about a month later, we were like, maybe we should just give this, give this a go, see what happens. Teach ourselves how to use a camera. Teach ourselves how to edit. And so we deliberated over the name, and we went with Edits by PS because Phoebe and Sisha are a bit of a mouthful of names. And
0: (laughs) in fact, we have to say, don't we, about how just before we started recording, (laughs) I, I didn't say Sisha's name right. So
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful of a word um but yeah we went with edits by ps and we set off our business and then within about two weeks we were both pretty much full-time and it was crazy um because obviously I, I know, I'm fully aware of the power of instagram but didn't quite I mean I just didn't know what it was capable of and social media was just booming throughout covid so we were like right let's get on this bandwagon and yeah here we are a year and a half later and it's yeah full-time job (laughs)
0: it's literally literally incredible like I mean I have so many questions like so many questions one (laughs) of them was do you have any previous like videography and photography experience but I I feel like you've kind of semi-answered that
1: yeah, no, uh, not at all. I mean, I, I like taking photos. I was always quite, you know, I was the photographer in the friendship group, but never done anything before. I I worked for a, a catering company before I went freelance and events and I helped them run their Instagram and did a few behind the scenes. But in terms of like Instagram photography and
0: videography, no, I've never done anything like it. So just self taught Like you went for it, stepped in or jumped in two feet, literally at the deep end. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A lot of,
1: um, to begin with, kind of accepting a job and being like, okay, I'll learn how to do that. And so lots of YouTube tutorials. And yeah, I mean, there's still, there is so much to learn and it's never ending, but I have really enjoyed it. It's been really good fun.
0: I love that. I think a lot of people can learn from that attitude of just, I don't know everything, but I'm willing to learn. And if you don't try then yeah, you're not going to progress and you're not going to, you're not going to learn and you're not going to grow. So just push yourself. Completely.
1: Yeah. It was, um, it was one of those things. I mean, gosh, my first six months of COVID I was, I was quite low. You know, I I really was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Events, which is my entire life is completely gone and I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I really wanted to stay within something creative. I love, I love kind of the creative industry so it was the perfect opportunity to learn a new skill but it took a took a little bit of convincing to begin with so it wasn't all happy and smiley it was you know some down moments but we got to the point that we
0: were when we set it up and yeah it's been great ever since it's amazing i think the pandemic gave a lot of us a kind of kick up the a kick i say kick up the bum but it it put pressure on didn't it for us to kind of explore other avenues as well you know, because yeah, completely. there weren't the option to carry on and do what we were doing. I mean obviously I'm I'm events as well, like the creative industries and, and yeah, you had to kind of go, Okay, swerve, pivot. What next? Yeah.
1: A lot a lot of adapting. And I mean, I, I really struggled with the whole online event thing. You know, everything I, I did a bit of weddings, I did private parties, I did fashion events and those kind of things didn't really translate to the online events world. You know, it's not like corporate. So I I wasn't really part of how events moved online. And so that was, that was weird, like watching that happen and thinking I'm being left behind. I have nothing, you know, I have nothing to do now. Mm. So um, yeah, I I love a good challenge of learning something new. And it was the perfect thing to keep me busy and doing it with Saoirse, who's she's my best friend. So it was it was the perfect thing and we have a really lovely relationship and her strengths are my weaknesses and my strengths are her weaknesses
0: so it we complemented each other perfectly oh god you've literally lucked out in that in that partnership <laughs> yeah. haven't you that's amazing yeah so I'm interested when it comes to like because there's probably a lot of people listening that are like you know I want to up up my game with my my own content even mm-hmm. like what did you do kit wise? Like, what were you filming with to start with, and and what are you using now? Like, have you stuck with the same stuff, or have you kind of like added to your apparel? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: kit wise, do you know what the best thing that we've got is? We've both got new iPhones. I'm gonna say eighty five percent, maybe even ninety percent of our filming is all done on an iPhone. It, they're so good, they and really they can are. do things like <laughs> they can do things that cameras can't do. You know, obviously we've got incredible quality and you can't quite reach, you know, that like 4K, 6K definition that you can get on a camera. But they're they're right there. They're literally in your pocket. You can capture everything. The quality of iPhones nowadays is obscene. Um, it stabilizes it for you video content wise. You can edit a video on your phone and post it. You know, if you know what you're doing, you can do a whole thing and within half an hour and it could be up on social media and then you're done. That's obviously sounds a little bit too easy, but, you know, <laughs> it it has that opportunity to. I think an iPhone would be the one thing that I'd recommend and having maybe a specific content iPhone, you know, don't try not to link it to your personal one because you have a lot of photography and videography stuff on there that you just don't want to keep seeing when you've got your day off.
0: Mm. So have you stuck with that or have you added to your kit sort of as you've taken this more seriously and as your business has grown? We've got a camera
1: for kind of doing some more, we do, we started like doing some bigger adverts and part of the briefs come in with, it needs to be high quality. And, you know, sometimes with fashion shoots, the, the photos need to be camera photos. So we did a shoot for LK Bennett, for example, and that was within the brief and they were like, we need to have it shot on a camera. It can't be on an iPhone. So we've got that and we've got a Canon M50. Nothing overly fancy, but I think for anyone that's thinking about getting camera, you know, even if you wanted to start doing a YouTube channel or you just wanted to set it up on a tripod and film like behind the scenes and you didn't want to do it on an iPhone, a Canon M50 is a great little camera. It's not big. You can get your microphone for it. You can add some little gimbals here and there. Um, and it's a great camera. We have thought about upgrading and maybe getting something a bit fancier, but we hire a lot of our equipment. Okay. Um, Just often as briefs, you know, briefs are different. So in terms of core bit pieces we have, it's the, our iPhones, our cameras, and then we've got a variety of LED lights that we use and some soft boxes, but that's kind of it. Like we bought our equipment within the first three months. And apart from getting a new tripod, because we've used them completely into the ground and they've, fallen apart we've not we really don't have anything too expensive kind of with us to make it work
0: That's amazing okay yeah. so so we've talked about equipment let's talk about mm-hmm. how you've actually got yourself out there obviously Instagram is kind of where you started marketing yourself I think is that right yeah so when we we set ourselves
1: up on company's house and then we we're like right Instagram account And we post, you know, it's got most of our content on there, but there is a lot of content that we can't share, Mm. um, which is always a little bit annoying because it tends to be all the good stuff, but just the way of the world with all of our contracts, we just market ourselves on Instagram. We haven't got a website and we currently don't even have a logo. And I've contemplated whether we should get a logo, but apart from, handing out the odd business card here and there, everything we've done is just by posting on Instagram. And by playing to the trends, Instagram boosts our posts and then new people find us, new people share us, save, like, all of those things. And as much as you see all those posts out there being like, please follow me, please share, please save. And I I remember before this, I was like, they're a little bit annoying seeing all of those posts. (laughs) It's so crucial for creative accounts to have that support and from that support from our followers we've just that's how we've picked up every single bit of business.
0: That is insane so tell me how many followers have you actually got right now? I think we are at 1042
1: or something like that.
0: So Um, that just goes to show you do not have to have a huge account to be successful. Completely and you know we we don't want to have i mean we get off followers
1: organically we um we've done one competition that's the one thing we did we did one competition with an influencer and we teamed up with her to say you know to a brand like follow all of these types of things and you'll get ourselves as a package a model and content creators to create content for your brand And that was really beneficial. We met so many amazing brands and also got further reach. And after that, even if they didn't win the competition, loads of people got in contact. But we've not put any money behind any paid posts or anything like that. So if you don't have a budget to set up a business in terms of loads of marketing, if you just follow the way that Instagram is run and play to the algorithms and understand the tools that it's giving you, you can boost your brand, your business in many different ways
0: 100%. So how important would you say video content is to your clients as opposed to make, like perhaps photography like what are you seeing being the more popular type of content that that your clients are looking for?
1: Video content's hugely popular right now and I would say it's really crucial for growing a, an account. You know, if you're an influencer, if you're a brand, a small brand um across all of our clients from, you know, small businesses up to the big ones, you know, we're doing video content for Pret. We're doing video content for a really small fashion company that isn't anywhere apart from online. And the video content is what gets them that outreach and gets them new followers and new interactions. The way that Instagram's working right now is they're so pushing Reels, you know, they're they're competing against TikTok constantly. So they are trying to push Reels forward and they really want you to use reels over kind of you used to be able to post an Instagram video they don't want you to do that anymore they want you to do a reel and trying to keep it under a minute because it's a really engaging way of watching a brand or a person um so I would say that video content is a really crucial part of anyone's Instagram page
0: I I totally agree totally agree I mean I'm I'm here for all the video content i bloody love it and video I think video is king like yeah. it gets people's attention so much quicker it builds the know like and trust factor so much mm-hmm. quicker like with their audience like you people can really like understand you as a person you as a brand as an influencer whatever it is that you are they mm. can connect with you so much quicker than a photo. Completely
1: yeah completely agree I was just gonna say it's you get personality it's more personable It can be informative, you know, whether it's speaking or it's just text. Uh, I think, yeah, video content can be manipulated into whatever thing you need it to be. And you get far more from it than just a photo.
0: Yeah, I bloody love it <laughs> so um, and also you can scroll through reels for hours and hours and it's a great waste of time <laughs> oh 100 percent. i actually like to call that intentional scrolling so that when my husband's mm. like oh, what are you doing you've been sat on the sofa on your phone for an hour yeah. intentional scrolling simon i am getting ideas <laughs> exactly yeah i always just <laughs> say it. it's part it's part of how i do my business so yeah. i have to do it exactly looking for inspiration yeah um so what trends are you seeing with video content then are there any sort of any any trends that you're seeing specifically as aside from sort of reels themselves Mm -hmm. is there anything that you're seeing creators do that's sort of like coming through a bit more I mean the one thing that's always
1: engaging is a good transition it's just something that immediately catches someone's eye so if you can do that within the first you know obviously three to five seconds is ideal but let's say the first 10 seconds you you bring someone in you draw someone in you get that magic um so i would always say you know if there's not a trend that you're trying to follow come up with some fun transitional thing that you can do whether that be clicking and something appearing or you clap and a bit of a text appears things like that, I appreciate that transitions can be challenging. So I'd almost recommend having a little bit of help. But in terms of trends that really were doing well, well, we've just come into the new year. So a lot of people were actually putting photos into videos. So that was, those were really big trends. And it was kind of looking back over, you know, for a business, looking back over your 10 years or like looking back over 2021 and taking short snippets of video content throughout the year or taking Lots of different photos and putting it into a video. And that was more about a trending audio than a trending video trend, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, as well as trends being huge, and, you know, for example, there was a massive video trend about it was a girl who was throwing a piece of clothing down and then she would like pop back up. Yeah. And that was huge. And so, that itself was like the idea was the trend right now I would say January was about the audio. So it's like you could put whatever type of content you wanted to the audio and by using that audio it pushed pushed your account forward into other people's, you know, discovery pages.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. It's it's just it's it's I find it really interesting to see how the trends are changing all the time. And at the back mm-hmm. end of so as we're recording this, it's February. Um, at mm-hmm. the back end of January or maybe actually even the beginning of January, I was almost bored of what I was seeing, which sounds terrible, because I was seeing everything the same. Like, yeah. I just felt like everyone was doing the same thing. And I was like, oh, I'm just not like I'm not seeing anything that's kind of inspiring me. And so yeah. I, I didn't create any reels for about two weeks, which maybe doesn't sound like a long time, but it you know it's, it's a fair amount of time when you're yeah. running a an account. I literally was just like no there's nothing here that's inspiring me like and now I yeah. feel like sort of everyone's back in a flow and there's some new ideas coming through I mean we've even decided mm-hmm. to sort of like try something different and try our own trends because there was a lot of repetition kind of going on which is kind of the thing isn't it a little bit mm-hmm. like you you all copy yeah. but I mean god it literally felt like everyone was just sort of doing like two things.
1: Yeah it kind of it did plateau a little bit and I think that I think it was kind of expected with January, you know mm. most of what I was getting um from my clients was pre existing content and turning you know editing that and turning it into a video, so we weren't going out and filming anything new or exciting um so but I think you know January everyone once you like stop with social media, that's the one thing you have to keep going with it. And I think everyone probably took Christmas and New Year off and then like getting back into the swing of things. Once you're in it, it's great, but it does take a little bit of momentum. So all of those creators that are probably out there smashing all the trends and creating them all for us to find and develop in our own ways, they were probably like, I need a little bit of a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I need to take a step back. And they'll, I think it is definitely coming back out now. Um, but I mean, anyone can create a trend. That's also... Something you know, you don't have to be an account with loads of followers. Anyone can create a trend, and Instagram, if it's if it's right, Instagram will do its thing.
0: Totally, yeah, I I I do I really agree with what you're saying. Um, so what do you love working with your clients and creating content? Like, what do you love about that? Like, how have you found that process? I think the main
1: thing I love is that as a content creator, you can work within any industry. So i mean gosh we've done some random things but you know anything fashion wise we work with some great brands you mentioned never fully dressed we work with lk bennett um and then obviously through influences we work lots of different brands like asos jack wills so you get the whole like fashion side of things then we've had food we've worked with prep we've worked with leon we've worked with radox and doing like kind of really lovely bathroom settings and oh my gosh they are some of my favorite shoots we've ever done you <laughs> go into these amazing like rented houses and have props galore and just turn it into like this idyllic bathroom scene. We've worked with horses, we've worked with dogs, I work with babies, everything you're told not to do. (laughs) I've managed to do it. And yeah, it's great. Like sometimes Theo and I both turn up to shoots together, and then sometimes we go on separate shoots depending on what the briefs are. But I think my favourite bit is that like every day is different. We work with loads of different within loads of different industries. You haven't got the same routine every week, and you get to meet lots of new faces, which just keeps everything nice and refreshing.
0: That's amazing. Um, so, obviously, going out and creating the content, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably the best bit how do you find the editing process? Has that been something like really new that both of you have had to kind of get your heads around? Like, how do you find it? Does one of you prefer to do it? Because mm-hmm. I hate editing. Like <laughs> I, I fall asleep editing my YouTube's. Like, It's been known. Yeah. I haven't passed it on to anyone else yet because I'm a <laughs> control freak, but I don't personally, it's not my zone of genius. I don't enjoy it. How do you guys yeah. find that, that process?
1: Creating the content is obviously so exciting. I mean, also the stage before that, coming up with the concepts. You know, that yes. that for me, I love. My brain goes wild, and I think that's my favourite part of kind of running edits. Is I my mind just gets a bit overexcited sometimes, and Sis is really good at bringing me back down. But I come up with these ideas, and then we you know we turn it into the concept, and then we go and film it, and that's great. And then editing it, I'm often really excited about the outcome. So with reels, especially, you know, they're not they're not more than a minute long, and often they're less than thirty seconds. So editing those, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Editing some of the longer videos, you know, we've got some lovely YouTube clients, or sometimes you literally, I've been sent like a three-hour bit of footage that I need to break down. Oh wow! To then edit into <laughs> a minute video, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I cannot. And yeah, I've fallen asleep at my desk so many times. <laughs> so editing i would say editing probably is my least favorite part but it it's amazing what you can do with editing you know there are some incredibly talented people out there and we we work with some editors as well Mm-hmm. Um, because we often are just out filming the content, and we don't have the time to turn it around, so we send it to them, which I love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely my preferred way of working. And it's definitely um, okay to do that. I know a lot of photographers, videographers, that they they outsource yeah. their editing because they need to be there capturing the the art as such.
1: Yeah, completely. And you know, I think one of the things that Sia and I really worked on together as a team is making someone feel relaxed in front of the camera. Um, Sisha's really good at kind of directing and she's often the one behind the camera and I'm the one there kind of showing them the movements or kind of I guess it's like choreographing and directing Mm -hmm. so as a team we work really well and therefore when we do work with clients it's often they want to work with us when we're filming so we found it's easier for us to turn up to the filming and then find someone else for the editing. And it it is a bit of a niche way of filming. Like, I think still many, you know, we've got, there are amazing videographers out there and photographers who are having to adapt to the way that Instagram is now. And they're probably getting all of these influencer clients coming to them being like, can we film a transitional reel? And a videographer who's never done something like that before is like, um, yes, I guess so. And then they're like, can you film it on a phone as well? Not your amazing, super expensive camera. <laughs> and they're like, are you sure? <laughs> So it it is it's a it's a very different type of way of filming um and we often you know we work again with some other videographers and we have to show them how to film on a phone not the actual using of the phone but the style and the movement It is it is
0: different. Mm. That's so interesting. What's the um do do you find that you're mainly creating content for Instagram like is that kind of the main the main thing that you're employed to do or is there a good balance sort of between that and say youtube
1: Mm -hmm. it's predominantly for instagram and obviously any content created for instagram can be put on tiktok as well that's the great thing the two platforms obviously both portrait um nine by sixteen so like you can uh, god help me the day that that changes (laughs) just (laughs) to point that one out i really (laughs) hope that doesn't happen but yeah, any content you create for an Instagram reel can be put on TikTok. IGTVs are obviously portrait or landscape most of the time they're in landscape. You can post a landscape video on TikTok, doesn't tend to engage as well. But you like if we're doing YouTube like it's a specific YouTube video and we have we have less of those predominantly because we don't like editing really super long videos. Mm-hmm. Some we've got some clients that we work with every single month and it's great because we've got a nice relationship with them, so we enjoy that bit. But I we kind of limit that to a certain amount just because obviously we're not in editing as much as we could be we're out filming but most content as well can be put onto a website depending on your website format or your layout you know if we know for example so I've got a client who is a they're a horse they're activewear for riders but are developing activewear now just for it being activewear so it can be for any sport and I filmed a promo video for them to go on their Instagram page and we were going to do it in portrait. And I said, why don't we do it in landscape? Cause then you can put it on your website and then they get multi-use for it. That doesn't change our fees. That's just, you know, us helping them out in the fact that they can use it across a variety of different platforms. So if we can try and help, you know, our clients get the most use out of the content, then great. You know, for something like a promo video, but often Instagram, especially with influencers is a specific brand and that's used once. And then that's it um so Instagram predominantly but it does flick between a few different things
0: I think that's great that you're advising your clients as well on how they can get the most out of their their content because it does sometimes feel like you are literally on a hamster wheel of content creation like as a as a business owner I literally feel like I'm constantly like creating content and like yeah at Bluebird we're we try and get as many uses out of one piece of content as possible whether that's you know a YouTube video that's then okay a blog is not video or or photo mm-hmm. but you catch my drift you know and then it turns into a carousel and then we also do a reel version of it and a short so we'll use the reel for shorts on YouTube as well and pin ideas and it's just yeah how far can you make that piece go because otherwise you just feel like you are literally on the hamster wheel
1: completely and I think You know, some of our more regular clients, we would always recommend doing like a day's shoot, because then you're you're like in the rhythm of it and we can get through so much stuff. You know, we could be doing videography and we can be doing photography at the same time. And we, you know, we can fly through and that's hopefully, you know, content for them maybe a month or six weeks, depending on how much they're posting, even two months. And then also, you know, if there's ever content that we've shot previously and they want to kind of re-edit it to adapt it into something else, you know, we could take it from if it was an IGTV and they want to turn it into a real teaser video before the IGTV comes out, things like that. We're always trying to make sure they get the most out of it and we'll always have cover photos and you'll always have, you know, we can take snapshots from the video if you wanted to put together a carousel. Like there are so many opportunities and, but it is hard as a business owner or someone that just doesn't understand Instagram to know all the opportunities you can get from shooting content. So. We definitely don't want to scam someone into thinking, you know, we're just going to film this one video and that's it. We want to really make sure they get the most out of having us there.
0: I, I love that. Like, I think I think it's so important. Like, and, and new businesses in particular, like you say, like not everybody, not everybody realizes that. So that's great that you're kind of like educating them as well and, and helping them get the most out of it. Yeah, we try our best. (laughs) So, have you got any top tips for how new businesses can kind of up their video game on Instagram at all? The one thing I would definitely recommend is loads of people love to see how a business is run.
1: So, if just in terms of like some nice simple video content that you can shoot on your iPhone, don't need to do some transitions. They can be you know a clip, and then you can have a cut shot to the next clip. Is just doing some behind the scenes, like. That the the day to day runnings of a business, that always goes really well. It sits really well on your feed, and also it really engages with your followers. So, I you know even if that's you're doing a photo shoot and you've got someone there as the business owner, go and you know take some videos of things that are going on and get people excited for what's to come. So I would say doing some behind the scenes video content would be is really good for engagement, and is just something that you know anyone can do. It doesn't need to be done by some professional unless you're a super busy human, which is also another thing that we offer in terms of, you know, taking content does take time and filming. So some you can have someone to do that. But I would just always plan in your head whenever you're doing something as a business, how can you turn that into content? You know, always think about someone that is there for the social media side of things and like I said film the behind the scenes I think that's a really good place to start with start with getting reels or videos onto your feed
0: that's a great great piece of advice you constantly have to be thinking about how can I like how can I create content and actually if you're just literally getting content of what you're doing I mean that's a Mm -hmm. it's a really good way to to get going isn't
1: it yeah 100% and I think it's Often when people set up a business, unless it's an online business, you know, I would say Instagram is more integrated because that's where you're thinking it's a selling platform as well. Obviously, you can have Instagram shop. So I think for online businesses, Instagram, the budgets are often considerably larger and that is something that they're thinking about. But for a business that is, you know, maybe like an events business or just like a, a, a little boutique fashion shop, thinking about the fact that you are. Like for yourself, running an event and then going, but I need to make sure that we get enough content so that we can post it on our page, so that we can get more events. Like uh, when you're running an event, that is the last thing you are thinking about.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the last thing you're thinking about. Well, you're thinking about it, but you're like, how on earth? How am I going to do that right now? (laughs)
1: Yeah, like it. It is. It's a full time job, and I think for any small business owners, I social media is so crucial. But if it's something that you don't understand, outsource it. Because there's no point if you if your brain doesn't work that way, it's not gonna work that way. And that is absolutely fine. You know, like any of these big CEOs, they always say employ people who are better at doing the things that you can't do. Yeah. And social media is one of those things. You know, we've got young and middle aged and older entrepreneurs out there. And Instagram doesn't always, you know, work for everyone. So speak to someone that can help you, who can advise you content, you know even just have a call with me and I can tell you what you can do yourself and then I can tell you what I can do for you and I think social media is an ever-evolving trend in itself and you have to keep on top of it if you want to do well at it so it's tough but it's so worth it it really does pay off for your business
0: I literally couldn't agree more. I was having a conversation with a client, um, one of my business mentoring clients the other day, and we were talking about their marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. And they happened to say to me, I just feel like like, I know that I'm not on my content creation game at the minute and I'm not putting out the reels or the content or using Instagram like I could be. I am focusing on like being in my business but then I'm not going mm-hmm. to be attracting new business and it's like yep yeah, it's it's a it's a horrible catch 22 you have to be yeah. putting that time into marketing your business because if you're just sat doing the business task and I know it's hard guys mm-hmm. like anyone listening like when you're small yeah. it's really hard to work work out how to to manage both but if you are not creating that content you're not going to be pulling in the clients i mean my biggest best decision of 2021 was actually getting a va Mm -hmm. and um and that has actually meant that i don't have to be in the trenches so much which i can then focus on creating content and pulling in more business because that's what it's all about at the end of the day like we need the business coming into the business you know and instagram video like what you guys do that is like the number one way to do it and it it doesn't have to cost us a load of money to cost us time, or the likes of you guys it can actually help the people that are just like I don't have the time, and I don't know what I'm doing. So maybe not getting a VA, maybe even getting somebody like you guys to come in and help. You know, it's all swings and roundabouts, and it depends how you want to run your business. But my god, it's so important to to be putting stuff out there. And there's so many people that are like, nope no, nope, I I don't want to be on video. I don't want. I don't want yeah. it. But it's like what we said right at the beginning of this podcast episode is sometimes you just have to jump in with two feet and just get on with it completely it is I know how daunting it
1: can be like you know I I as a content creator I'm advising everyone what to do but then if you ask me to speak to a camera on our own page and doing an Instagram story I would shit myself <laughs> I would be like um I don't really want to do it that much but I know that it is crucial you know those types of things and like that's another piece of piece of advice for someone that has a smaller business often you know you're part of the brand you are the brand and speaking to camera is so important just on instagram stories just check in with your followers speak to them ask them questions see see what they're you know what they liked about something you did last time what you can do next time they often have really good advice which can help your business so just it's like just having a You have to kind of imagine you're speaking to real people. I know it feels weird speaking into the camera, but do speak to the camera because it will engage with your followers so much more. And
0: everyone wants to see your face. I I mean, literally, anyone listening right now. Hopefully, lots of you. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know that I a hundred percent agree with that. I literally (laughs) harp on about video all the time. Mm. Like, yeah, really, it really is key. Um. Okay, so. What's coming up for for you guys in twenty twenty two? What's uh what's the plan? Do you know what? I think because social media, like I said, is
1: changing day in, day out, week in, week out, you know, we are we have to be quite adaptable. So there can't be too much forward thinking. Um but we are just, you know, for the first time ever, because you know very fortunately we've not had to do too much marketing ourselves and Instagram has been a great platform for us you know we want to we want to reach out to some more clients we want to teach ourselves some new things so we want to stretch what type of content we create and get more creative we've got a few brands that we're kind of manifesting and we would love Ooh, to work a
0: with yes love that yeah love it so um, love that.
1: just you know writing it down having a little think Thing, what we can do um, and you know it's not necessarily about just reaching out to them but creating content that we know would engage with them so work you know it's a little bit sneaky but creating you know really good content that we think you know for example if we want to work with a food brand we can create content ourselves and we don't have to be doing it for any brand so we we've done many shoots where it's just for us and we reach out to brands and say if you would like us to use your product we're going to create this video and then you can have it for free go for it and I personally think someone would be mad not to take someone up on that offer. Yeah. But we we've had some great shoots and so we cre- create some new content and then put it out there and so far the people we've wanted to get in contact with us have gotten in contact. So it's um yeah it's working but manifesting some new brands and just you know hope maybe growing the business taking on someone it'd be nice to have a new member to the team again as an like a business owner that's terrifying being in charge of someone else <laughs> 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 lots of responsibility not just myself and sasha yeah um but yeah who knows it's it's something that is yeah ever evolving and we're just really excited to keep going
0: with it i'm very excited to watch the journey over the over the next year and over the next few years i'm sure um, Thank you. Just to see like who you're working with and, and how you push yourselves and, and your creativity. Like, I can't wait to see kind of what, what happens. So I've got one more question for you. And I ask this to every single guest on the show. What does entrepreneurship mean to you? Ooh, wow, big question. As someone that is
1: creative, I I love that I can have an idea and go and action it myself you know obviously bringing in other people to help an idea come to life is great i love i love working with people i love teamwork and i i often think we work so much better when you bounce off other people um but being creative and having an idea and actually yourself actioning it and turning it into a real life thing that is the best part about it for me um it gives it gives me so much like motivation it gets me excited and also just surrounding yourself with you know, we have the opportunity to surround ourselves with the people we want to be surrounded by. And I've, I've only ever worked for one, I've worked for a couple of different events companies under, you know, under my bosses and I learned loads of things and it was great, but being the one in charge effectively, which is terrifying a lot of the time, (laughs) you know, it's not always smiley and happy, but it just gives you that drive to really create the best well for us you know the best content we can create and create the best atmosphere that we can as a team on site in the office wherever wherever it is but yeah being able to actually action your your own creativity is a really rewarding part of entrepreneurship
0: I can actually like see the passion and coming out of you. So guys, like when I'm, <laughs> when I'm recording a podcast, I also have video on so that we can actually have a conversation and I can literally like, it's coming out of her. Like, like...
1: <laughs> the hands are flying everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the passion, like, I can tell that you truly believe what you're saying and that you really love, love the path that you're on, which is so nice to see. Like... Yeah, no, it's, it's,
1: it's, if anyone can do it, I like, i really, if you've got an idea, like go for it. I get that it's really daunting, but, you know, like, why not? Actually, why not? If you can, like, why not give it a go? Yes,
0: amazing. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about video content, content creation, what you do, and your journey into entrepreneurship. Um, Really, really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like I've learned a lot, and hopefully the listeners have got some confidence and, and learned some some things along the uh, along the episode as well so thank you oh thank you so much for having me i've really enjoyed having this conversation <laughs> so guys thank you for listening to another episode of the content collective podcast i hope you loved the episode as much as i did all the information and links and everything we can link you up with phoebe and edits by ps so check it all out in the show notes over on our website have a fantastic week guys and we will see you on the next one As always, I loved bringing you inspiring stories, juicy gems of wisdom, and some positivity into your week to give you the right mindset. If you haven't already, then make sure you join our mailing list to be in the know of everything entrepreneur related. I've popped a link in the show notes for you. And I promise you'll be pleased with the girl chat tips and knowledge in your inbox every Monday. You can also grab our InstaBio workbook to make sure that you're making the right first impressions on Instagram. And trust me, guys, those are key. So that is in the show notes for you. It's a freebie. Go grab it, my friends. As always, do hit follow on the podcast if you haven't already. And we would absolutely love a review if you've enjoyed listening. Those five-star reviews really help the podcast grow. And it means the absolute world. And also means that we can keep doing what we're doing. Come say hey on Instagram. I love to do daily stories there with loads of behind the scenes. You can catch me there at bluebird underscore creative. So thanks for listening, guys. Until the next one, have a good one.